Hello and welcome to According to John. I just want to take the time today to say thank you for listening to this podcast. And I sure appreciate uh, your time and know that you're taking the time to listen to According to John. If this podcast has helped you, please like, share, subscribe, follow, uh, tell someone else about it. When you hit that like button, it lets the algorithms know uh, that you like it and it helps grow this podcast. So if you would do that, that would be fantastic and so appreciated. And today I hope you enjoy the podcast. God bless. I got to get, I got to get my brain going. Amen. Anybody else got to get plugged in today? Let's go back to the Lord. Father in heaven, plug all of us in to you so we can hear and listen and, and believe in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, guys, if we don't grab hold of the scriptures and really understand them, then do we really understand God, right? Or, or how do we grow and how do we mature? Well, that's what today is going to be about. It's going to be about putting forth effort to understand the word of God. As a matter of fact, my title today is It Takes Effort. It Takes Effort. And, and one of the, the biggest problems that we have in society today is people don't put forth effort. Now, not just in the Word of God, but I'm just talking effort in general. Find somebody that actually wants to work. Oh, my goodness, right? Or, or they show up and, and actually does their job. Or Sherry and I, go, we go into Sam's Club, and there's a, uh, a young man working. And uh, I go in, and he had blocked the aisle, and I was trying to go through. And then he, he was like, oh, I'm sorry. And he has this big smile, and he goes, I'll move that. I go, dude, you don't have to move that, man. I can walk right through. But thank you for the big smile. And he's like, well, is there anything I can help you with? And I'm like, wow, man, this dude... Man, I wish there was, but no, but thank you for, for the offer and the big smile. And, 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 man, he was really putting effort into his job and into the customer service. And I thought, man, we lack that today. And I'm afraid that we lack putting forth effort into learning about Jesus Christ and the learning scriptures or the effort it takes to die to ourselves. So that we can go, Lord, it's not about me, it's about you. Lord, it's what you want, not what I want. Like this, it takes massive effort. And today, how about self-discipline? Because next week, that's what we're going to talk about is the list of things that he has. And, and I want you to see that it just takes effort to serve Christ, to die to yourself, and to move forward. And yet, that's what we're called to do. So today, I want to look at 2 Peter 1 5. So 2 Peter 1, and we're going to go 3, 4, and 5, and then we're going to discuss it. And I'm not really going backwards, I'm just giving you the context. So some of you are like, oh no, we're going back to 3. No, we're going to 5. Hold on. Um, As his divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness, through the knowledge of him who called us by glory and virtue. And guys, I'm going to tell you, it's like through the knowledge. This, that, that's a key word. You guys got to hold on to this because without knowledge, we're hopeless. Without knowledge, you could never understand who Christ is. Without knowledge, and I'm, talking, I'm not talking just knowledge of, of, hey, yeah, I know how to fix a car. I know how to fix a computer or I know how to uh, do whatever you do. No, no, no. We're talking knowledge in the word of God knowledge of understanding the scriptures and so many people they walk away from christ 
because they don't take the time to gain the knowledge. Even believers, like you believe there's some genuine Christians out here, but, but the, the reality is you're not worth much to Jesus because you've never taken the time to gain the knowledge of what he expects from you. And so you don't do it. And so that's the majority of most Christians. Man, do you realize that how many churches are just going soft today, right? They're just preaching another gospel, and they're, 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 they're not teaching, and they're not holding people accountable because, oh, we, we want to fill the pews. And guys, I think if you just preach the Word of God, God will send the people. Amen? Amen? But you've got to gain knowledge. And, and for some of you, the only knowledge you ever gain is once a week, Sunday morning, sitting here if you choose to put your phone down while I'm preaching. Because some of you don't even put your phone down. Some of you, you come to church. I don't even know why you come to church, just to be quite honest. I mean, I'm, I'm not trying to hurt anybody's feelings. I'm not trying to offend anyone. But I really sat back and I'm like, why do some of you come to church? You choose to talk, you choose to be on your phone, you choose to do whatever you choose to do, you choose to make out your shopping list. I, I don't know. Uh, and I'm thinking, wow, guys, you're missing. Your, listen, listen, his divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through, through the knowledge of who? Jesus, of the Lord. And if we miss the knowledge... We've missed it all. If we missed the knowledge, we've missed it all. And guys, I just want to encourage you today. This is where you're going to get your victory. And the days aren't getting easier. Have you noticed that? I, I don't, maybe it's just me, but they're not getting easier. Through the knowledge of him who called us by glory and virtue, by which have been given to us exceedingly great and precious promises, that through these you may be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. Verse 5, please. But also, for this very reason, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue to virtue knowledge, and it goes on. And so when we look at this in verse 5, it says, but also for this very reason, because of all the exceeding and precious promises, the great and precious promises that we have, which was in verse 4, because of that. And then in verse 3, because uh, believers uh, have received all things that pertain to life and godliness. In verse 3, pull verse 3 back up here for me, if you will. Look at this. So in verse 3, that has given to us top line, all things that pertain to life and godliness. You know, guys, when we walk around confused or frustrated or we're like, where's God? It's like, okay, let me help you out here. Uh, God is in this, and apart from this, you're never going to get God. And some of you are like, I pray, I pray, I pray, I pray, but you never read. And it's like, how can you pray the will of God or even know the will of God if you've not taken the time to get the knowledge of God? You can't, listen, you can't, you cannot live apart from the word of God. And so many people are like, oh, no, the Holy Spirit speaks to me, not, not apart from this. Not, but you're deceived. You're, you're deceived. If you think God is going to talk to you apart from the Word of God, you're crazy. I mean, deceived. Like, or no, you're just not right. Spiritually, you're not right. God won't do it, ever. And I've had people come up to me and they're like, they're, they were living in sin and they were doing wrong and I called them out on it and they're like, God wants me happy. And I go, no, God wants you holy. 
God wants you righteous. God doesn't give two rips about your happiness. Because if you're holy and you're righteous, happiness is the byproduct. It's just an automatic thing. And everybody's in search of this happiness, so they go into the world. They've left the knowledge of God. They go into the world. They fill themselves up with poison, and then they wonder why they're sick, spiritually speaking and physically speaking. And it's like you, 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 left. You, you, you left your strength. You left your map. You left your guidance. You left everything you need, you left. And he's like, wait a minute, I've given you all things that pertain to life and godliness. And guess where all things are at? Guys, you can't live apart from it. You can't. And most people try to do that. That's why if you notice, if you were to go back and, and Peter's like, hey, the first thing you got to do, listen to me, the first thing you got to do is make sure you're saved. Make sure you're saved through the salvation of Jesus Christ, through the scriptures of the Word of God. Verify your faith. Verify it, because if not, guess what's going to happen? And we're going to get to it eventually in chapter 2, where he says false prophets are going to come in. False teachers are going to come in. And man, when they come in, they're going to pull you away. You know why? Because they're going to... Um, tantalize your sin and you're gonna be like mm, that's that there's someone there yeah, I can follow him because he thinks like I think and then all of a sudden you 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 your teachings gain you, you're itching your ears for false teaching and guys I'm just telling you Peter's like he's and, and by the way why is Peter so concerned about our our salvation and our faith and who we learn from and what we learn and how we have knowledge and why we should have knowledge and the things we should build all this knowledge on and through. Why, why is Peter worried about it? Because as we go through the book of Second Peter, he's going to tell us about the wrath of God. And the wrath of God that, that God's going to pour out on all of society, on all of the world, on all of humanity that does not believe. And he's like, I want you to, I want you saved. I want you to know. I want you to believe because this is what's coming. And so as we go through 2 Peter, it's warning after warning after warning after warning. Warning, Will Robinson. Warning. Right? You guys know. Some of you know, I have no clue. <laughs> but you get what I, look it up. Look up for the, not today, not now. Put your phones away. But when you leave, young folk, and if you have the ability, look, Google warning Will Robinson, and you will know what I'm talking about, right? And it's only in black and white, so don't let it freak you out. Okay. So... Anyway, that's funny. But that's what happens, right? Through the knowledge of him. And so in, in, it's because that we've given all of this and that we are to give diligence in 2 Peter 1.5. He says, but also for this very reason, giving all diligence. And guys, I'm going to focus on the giving all diligence. And because of 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 him giving everything, and then we're called to, for this very reason, giving all diligence. Uh, guys, we have to give maximum effort for living for Christ. The maximum effort. Maximum. You know, we wonder how our children can go off to school and come home, or they go off to college, and then they come home, and you're like, what, what happened to my child? Where'd they go? And because what happens is enough time in the wrong environment 
without the right influence having to pull you out and keep you out or at least offset it, you're susceptible to being brainwashed. And that's what's happening to our society because we're not putting maximum effort into reaching our society, teaching our children. For it is God who works in you both to will and to do for his good pleasure. And so God's like, hey, listen, I want you to do this. I want you to do that. You ever doing something and God's like, hey, go tell them about Jesus. For it is God who works in you. Listen, God is going to move you to do his good pleasure, to do his will. And, and you walk through that. And so Paul has exhorted the church of, uh, uh, of Philippi to do God's work and to keep themselves uh, in, if you will, in Christ. Look here. Um, God equips us through Christ. Ephesians three seventeen through 21 says this. That Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width and length and depth and height to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge, uh, knowledge that you may be filled with all fullness of God. And so, guys, if you are going to be filled with the fullness of God, it, it's right here. It's right here. Do you know why we take people through the discipleship process? Because it roots them and grounds them into the Word of God. Everything is, everything is based on this. I've had people like, Pastor, you give way too many scriptures. Like, won't you just preach a message? Won't you just pick a topic? Won't you just do a series? Won't you just blah, blah? And it's like, well, hold on. Do you know why I give so many passages and so much scripture? Because that's where the power is. Listen, without that, I'm just up here rambling. Without that, you can just call me Joel Osteen. Without that, you've got nothing. I say that because that goes into chapter 2 of false teachers. So anyway, but look here. I, I'm just saying, like, we need Scripture because without Scripture, we are nothing. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us. You see where, where we get our power from and that we're able to do all things, and it's according to the Holy Spirit, the power of God that works in us, works through us. He's like, I've equipped you. So when we get into verse 5, and he's, he's saying, listen, you, you got to, man, with all diligence, you got to do this. We are equipped to do it. If you're not doing it, it's because you've taken this and you've thrown it away. If, if you're not doing it, it's because you're not interested in the things of God. You're interested in the things of the world. Do you, do you understand what I'm saying? Guys, I'm just telling you that to, uh, now to him, Christ, who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above anything we can even ask or think according to the power that works in us. Guys, if you're struggling today, and, and I know that for some of you, you're not even going to appreciate this, and, and, and I'm not trying to, I'm just going to tell you, if you're struggling today, how much of this are you in? That's a real question. How, how much of this are you in? People are all the time are like, I don't have the peace of God. I don't have this. And it's like, have you taken the time to get to know him, or do you just cry out when pain comes? And so you cry out in prayer. Listen, we have everything, everything we need through Christ, through the Word of God. 
And that's why Peter is telling us, listen, he, he's telling us, and that we're going to get into the faith, uh, uh, the faith, the virtue, knowledge, uh, goodness, all, all this stuff that, that we're going to get into in the next couple of verses. But Peter's like, I'm trying to equip you because you are about to go into a war. You're about to go into a spiritual battle like you've never seen before. And if you look around our world, we're in it. We're in it, guys. Got, yeah, listen, we got, we got kids that don't know if they're boys or girls. We have, listen, we have kids, and I'm saying kids. I'm not even talking adults yet. I'm just saying kids who are choosing lifestyles. They don't even, they're not even old enough to understand a five-year-old does not know what it means to be homosexual or lesbian. Unless what? They've been taught. They've been brainwashed. And this is the society we live in today. And the whole reason that we're in this society is because everybody's abandoned this. We, we have the knowledge. We have the power. We have everything to be and have a successful life. I got people cutting themselves. Teenagers are cutting themselves. And, and I talked about this last. That's of Satan. Remember we talked about last week with Elijah? And Elijah challenged the, those who were, who were worshiping Baal when Baal is just Satan. F different forms of Satan with names that they've given him. False gods. And the first thing that they're doing to try to get attention is they cut that? That's the first thing they're doing. They're weeping, wailing, and then cutting themselves when they didn't get a response. It's of Satan. And you know why they're doing that? Do you know why Israel was doing that? They left God. They left the power. They left the understanding. And, and, and parents weren't teaching. If you remember, Scripture says you, you teach your children day and night. Write it on the door and on the doorpost and on the gatepost. And you put it everywhere. Stamp it on their forehead so when they look in the mirror, they read it. And parents weren't doing it. And so what happened? We had a generation that just constantly was leaving God and leaving God and then struggling. And what do we have today? We have parents who never taught their children the things of God because they left the things of God. And now we have a generation that will never know God and a country that's going to collapse because we threw God out. In the name of, you have the right to be loved. You have the right to do this. Everybody deserves a chance to love. Not if it's outside the Word of God. You don't deserve that. You deserve better. And people are like, oh, I just, uh, you know, I just, I just need someone in my life. I just need, I just need a, a partner in my life. And it's like, uh, aren't you saved? Are you Christian? Yes, yes, but I feel so empty and, and, and lonely. It was because you left God. You left your first love. You don't need a partner. You need Jesus. And you think God's going to give you someone or give you something that's going to take you away from him? He won't. He won't. And so people are like, well, where's God? I keep asking him for this and asking him for that. And God's like, well, as soon as you, as soon as you return to me, we'll talk. Look at Malachi. They have walked away from God, man. They were worshiping the world. It's a short book. Start reading it. And they walked away from God. They were worshiping the world. They were seeking after, uh, 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 like, the governor and all of his attention and, and, and the things of the world and blah, blah, blah. And what's God say? God says, return to me. 
Return to me and I, I will. And he starts talking about blessing and fulfilling their life. See, your people are struggling today because they've left God because they don't have the knowledge. That, guys, there's no other reason. I'm sorry. And I'll talk to people and they'll go, but, pastor. And as soon as you say but, you just threw out everything I said. As you, soon as you say but, you negated everything. And I can tell you, listen, the Word of God says this, and, and I've had people, Christians, and they're like, I've tried that. It doesn't work. I go, no, you tried it for your selfish gain. You didn't do it for God to be honored. And people walk through fires every day, all day, and God will put them in the fire. Look at Job. But what? God trusted Job, didn't he? And Job's integrity stood. And I have people tell me, I had a friend of mine, he wouldn't quit smoking. He was like, I've tried everything, John. I've tried everything. And I said, not everything. And he goes, yes, I have. And he goes, you haven't even been here. How can you tell? I said, you know, the Bible says that you haven't sacrificed on the blood yet. You just keep giving in, giving in, giving in. And then he got mad at me. And so we didn't talk again for about a year. And then he called me up, and he's like, John, I, I couldn't get out of my head what you said. And he goes, I just want you to know I haven't smoked a cigarette in six months. And I was like, yeah, baby. He goes, but I still didn't like you for the first six months. I'm like, that's okay. That's, that's okay. Right? We got to die, guys. We got to die to ourselves. The Colossians 2.10. Because I'm going to tell you, God equips us. Colossians 2.10. And you are complete in him who is the head of all principality and power. You are complete in Christ. And Christ isn't just anyone. Christ is the head of all principality and all power, meaning there's nothing greater than him, and there's no one in a greater position than him, and we are complete in him. And so for us to say, I can't, what we're really saying is, God, I don't trust you enough. God, you've left me inadequate. God, you haven't supplied all that I need. And God's like, no, I've supplied it all. You just aren't interested in getting it where it's at. And that's what we do, right? I mean, look, look at the, the, the uh, soldier who had leprosy. And he goes and Elijah, Elisha says, hey, go down and wash yourself in the Jordan. And he's like, do you know who I am? I am a man of posture. You want me to go down? By the way, the Jordan is worse than the Hudson. To give you an idea, some of you, yeah, some of you were like, the Jordan, Jesus was baptized in the Jordan. He was just showing and demonstrating that dirty had nothing to do with clean because clean was all through Christ, not through water. And so he tells them, you go down and you, you uh, uh, jump in the Jordan there a few times. And he wouldn't do it at first. And that's what we are. God's like, Look into my word. You'll get the answer. I don't have time for that, God. I need an answer now. No, 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 no. Listen, listen. Um, you, you'll be complete in me. I have, I, I'm, I'm, I'm above everything in this world. I have all the power. You'll be complete in me, but I just, need you to, I just need you to go and read what I said. In Matthew, just read, or Mark, Luke, or go, go, to, the, go to the epistles. Paul did a great job 
writing down things that I said. John did a wonderful job writing down things that I said. And, and Mark did, and Matthew, and Luke. I mean, Luke's a doctor. He pays real close attention. He makes great notes. First guy, he, man, he was A-plus through his whole 4.0 graduated. Luke, read Luke. Luke is fantastic with making notes. And we're like, God, I know you're all powerful, but I don't have time to read. Just do what I've asked you to do. And God's like, nah. Nah, I, t- I told you where the answer is. And um, it, eh, you just need to go there. When you get there, let me know how it goes. That's what we do to God. And God's like, I, I gave you the answers, but if you're not interested in reading, you know, it does take some effort. Remember the title of the sermon? It takes effort. <laughs> We've got to be willing to put the effort in, and we're not. We're like, we just want it now. We just want it now. We just want it now. And God's like, listen, I gave it to you. I've equipped you. You're complete. You're complete. And then we are compelled to live godly. Look here in Ephesians 5, 7 through 9. Therefore, do not be partakers with them, for you were once darkness, but now you are light in the, war, in the Lord. Walk as children of light. Don't be partakers with the world. Don't. If the world is loving it, supporting it, man, you better beware of it. But he says, look, don't be partakers with them in the world, for you were once like them. And it's referenced as darkness, sin. You were once like them, but now... You're different. Now you're different. If you claim Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you're different. If you're not different, Christ isn't your Lord and Savior. Guys, this is real math. One plus one really does equal two. Regardless of what anybody else says. Two plus two really equals four. You you get what I'm saying? And so he says here, you were once in the world. You're in darkness. Now you are light in the Lord. So now you walk as a Christian. Talk as a Christian. People are like, oh, the world don't understand Christian Eve. Teach them. Teach them. Don't become like them. Don't go to their level. Teach them. Bring them up. That's what we've done to the whole world. The whole, we have dumbed down. We have dumbed. We have dumbed down. Oh, my goodness. No, we have, like, went to the insanity of dumbing down the world because in hopes that they'll, that they'll understand. Guys, the problem isn't that, that they don't have a brain that functions. The problem is they're not interesting, uh, interested in putting forth the effort to understand or getting to know God. That's the problem. The problem isn't their mentality. The problem is they have exercised slowness so long they've become slow. And we've encouraged that. We're not going to preach truth. I mean, we'll preach, we'll, we're going to preach truth, but, but ease up. So the world can get it. Listen, if the world comes into this place and they're not offended by something I've said, I messed up. If the world comes into this place and they're comfortable sitting here, I messed up. 
There is no way that you can be living a lie and then hear the truth and it not sting you because that's what the Holy Spirit does. Amen? And how dare me come in here and tell someone that the alternative lifestyle is okay because Jesus loves you just the way you are. That is a... That's a pile of dung. I'm just saying. It's a pile of dung. Why would I deceive anyone? And so we're compelled to live godly lives. For the fruit of the Spirit is all goodness, righteousness, and truth. And so if you have the Holy Spirit, the fruit of the Holy Spirit, the fruit of you being saved is you're living goodness, which is of God, righteousness, which is of God, and the truth, which is of God. And if you're not living that, you're not of God. Guys, this is, remember I said one plus one really does equal two? Hebrews 6, 10 through 12. Look at this. We're compelled to live godly. Look here. For God is not unjust to forget your work and labor of love, which you have shown toward his name, and that you have ministered to the saints and do minister. And I would tell you this, guys. Uh, it, it is very uh, tiring sometimes to try to help people that don't want to be helped. It just, it, just, it just wears on you. And God's like, listen, I've, I, I've not forgot your labor. I'm going to bless you. So, so don't give up if you're, if you're tired and frustrated. Don't, don't quit. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. We're either planting or watering. Amen. And we desire that each one of you show the same diligence to the full assurance of hope until the end. Hang in there until the end. We're compelled. What is the end when Jesus takes us home or we take our last breath on earth? One or the other. Which I just think that the return of Christ is very near. Verse 12, that you do not become sluggish, but imitate those who through faith and patient, uh, patience inherit the promises. Guys, don't become sluggish, man. We are called to live godly. And I know that it gets tiring. Amen? Some of you are just like, I'm so tired. And, and we were having a conversation the other day, and my wife and I was having a conversation the other day, and we're like, we're just so tired of sin. And the scriptures say that when evil people are ruling, the people groan. Are you hearing people groaning? Yes. Why? Because evil is ruling. And so it just gets difficult. But he says, look, Hang in there until the end. Because here's the reality, guys, and I'm going to finish on this. But you have to remember that Peter is, is calling us to, to this changed life, to be empowered and understand and to live uh, through Christ because it's going to get bad. It's going to get ugly. Look here in Philippians 3, 12 through 16. Um, the truth is, guys, it's tough because faith battles the flesh. Amen. You know, we used to say, the good angel and the bad angel, right? Who are we going to listen to? How about the world or the Word of God? Who are we going to listen to? Let's, let's get it in into perspective, right? And so, guys, the faith battles the flesh. And I'm just going to tell you, we're gonna ha we have to pursue sanctification. And sanctification is the process of being like Christ, all right? Look here in Philippians 3, 12 through 16. <clears throat> not that I've already attained or am already perfected, because Paul's like, I got issues. <laughs> if you don't think he has issues, read Romans 7. 
Paul's like, it's no longer the sin that I, or no longer me that want to sin, but it's the sin that's in me. And if I don't slay that, man, I'm going to have problems. And then he gets down to verse 25 of Romans chapter 7. He says, but through Christ, through Christ, I don't have to live like I just told you. Right? And go read Romans, not now, wait until you get home. Romans chapter 7, and you'll see what I'm talking about. Not that I've already attained or I'm already perfected, but I press on that I may lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus has also laid hold of me. Man, I press on because I want, I want to see the Father. I want to be, I want God to say, well done, thou good and faithful servant. I want the Holy Spirit to be alive and well in me. Brethren, so this is to the Christian only. If you don't know Jesus Christ, this has got nothing to do with you. By the way, if you don't know Jesus, this whole sermon has got nothing to do with you except for you're like the world and God doesn't want no part of the world. Unfortunately, right? Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, one thing I do, I forget the things that are behind me because they're behind me. I can't change them. I can't go back and do anything with them. So here's what I'm going to do, guys. I'm going to let it go. I'm going to give it to God. I'm going to repent. I'm going to say, God, forgive me. I'm no longer walking in that. I won't return to my own vomit because I'm not the dog that returns to the vomit. And so, God, forgive me, and I'm going to move forward. I am no longer going to use my past as my excuse. I am no longer going to use my past as my fuel. I am no longer going to use my past for any justification of my righteous future because my sinful past has no place in the rightful, uh, righteous future. And some of you, you, you're dying in the past. So either you're not saved and guilt is overwhelming you, or you're saved but you don't believe Jesus can forgive you. And now you allow your past to dictate your future. And I'm just going to tell you, Satan will use your past as a baseball bat. And he will just beat the snot out of you. And it gets ugly. I mean, it gets real ugly. And then here we walk around bruised and injured and sore and not thinking right, half unconscious, because Satan keeps knocking us in the head with our past. And Paul's like, listen, don't, uh, listen, I, I'm pressing on. I'm pressing on to the better, better thing. Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended. I'm not telling you that I, I've captured it all, but here's what I can tell you. My past is my past. My future is my future. And I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. That is what I'm pressing for. That is my future. That is my power. That is my deliverance. That is my encourager. That is my comforter. That is all I need to have success in the future. And God, I'm just telling you, if you're living in the past, man you are dying there because Jesus says I, I delivered you from that I, listen we're, we're called to move forward right but if you notice what he says here and this is the key word guys I press toward do you know what the word press means I am exerting I am putting in max effort max effort to reach the goal of what? Jesus Christ. To gain the knowledge, the understanding, the power, and everything I need. Max effort I'm putting in toward being all that Christ wants me to do. Max effort. I am, I am, I am pressing until I'm exhausted and I'm going to rest and I'm going to eat and I'm going to get up and I'm going to do it again. Max pressure. Some of you guys aren't even putting any pressure in. No effort. No nothing. You, you said I do to Jesus because you thought it, life was going to become a bowl of cherries. And here's the problem. Satan stole the cherries. 
There are none. There's blessings in God. But you've got to press toward. Because Satan is looking to buffet us, guys. Satan is looking to stop us from reaching Christ in all of his glory and all of his joy and all of his power and everything he wants us to have, Satan is trying to rip us off from. And we use the excuse of life and people to keep us from pressing forward. We're like, I'm tired of fighting. Man, you know what? I'm, gonna t- I'm not tired of fighting. As a matter of fact, I love a good fight. Unfortunately, that's very true. <laughs> Press toward the goal. Stop living in defeat. Peter says, that, listen, <laughs> a war is coming. A war is coming. That's what that's Second Peter is all about, the war that's coming. And he's trying to build us and encourage us and equip us and lift us up and get us to understand and get our focus where it's supposed to be because when that war hits, if you're not ready, you're going to get run over. The war is coming that's why Peter's doing all this. And, and, and I was talking to someone the other day, and uh, last week or two weeks ago, whenever it was, and, and I said, I said, you know, we're, we're, in, we're in Second Peter, so it won't be long. Uh, and that's a relative term, I understand. It won't be long before we're going to talk about the false teachers and the false prophets. And I was asked this, do you call them out by name? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How crazy would I be to say, hey, guys, listen, there's a wolf out there, and he's stronger than you, and, and he's going to consume you. And, and by the way, he's got a snake with him, too, those two suckers. I don't know how they've joined up, but they have, and they're going to get you. As soon as you go around the corner, they're going to get you. And your first question should be, which corner? Well, why would I ever go? You'll know. Why would I do that? No, I'm going to tell you which corner. Why? Because you've got to know where the wolf is, and you've got to know where the snake is, and you've got to know what they're looking to do. You've got to know how they're doing it. That's why I call out names, and some people, they get mad at me, and they're like, Pastor, you have no right talking about God's man like that. And I said, if they were God's man, I wouldn't talk about them like that. And people rise up against me because I don't agree with women pastors. But you know why I don't? Because I got a verse. Pastors are the husbands of one wife. Having his children in subjection. His wife is to be. He. If he can't keep his house, how can he keep the house of God? I got a verse. I got, I got several verses and people are like, oh, because listen, these, these, like Joyce Meyer, she's a false teacher. Oh, and her theology? Ooh, it's a train wreck. Golly. Oh, my goodness. No, it's a train wreck. A, a train wreck. Her theology is of Satan. And you're like, I like her. I, it doesn't change her theology. Oh, since I met Jesus, I'm no longer a sinner. That's what she says. Are, are you crazy? How did you obtain that? Because you just lied, which proves you're a sinner. Why wouldn't I call out names, guys? I'm not trying to beat people up. I'm not trying to discredit people. I'm trying to expose the false teachers that Peter's talking about. 
And if you get mad at me for that, you need to check yourself of where you're at with Jesus and the Scriptures. Because he says, watch out for the false teachers, the false prophets. Guys, I'm just, I'm just trying to tell you, if I'm going to press toward the goal, i got to put max effort into everything that I do for Christ. Because Satan is looking to take me out. And that's what Peter's trying to tell us. Look here in verse uh, 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 15. Therefore, let us. Now here's the key. And I'm wrapping up with this. You need to get this word. You need to underline it. You need to highlight it. You need to mark it. You need to stamp it on your forehead. Whatever it takes for you to remember it. Are you ready? As many as are mature. Some of you. You're in your 50s, 60s, 70s, whatever you are, 80s, and you're still immature babies in Christ. You are still need the bottle. You are not ready for the meat of the Word of God. That's what he's talking about. Listen, therefore let us, as many as are mature. Why? Why maturity? Because, guys, listen, it takes, you know, kids, do you know how you made it to adulthood? Because your parents were mature enough to protect you. Your parents were mature enough to help you understand, or somebody in your life was mature enough to help you understand the pitfalls and said, avoid it, watch out for this, watch out for this, be careful, there's a wolf around the corner, be careful, don't do this, don't do that. Because they were mature, and I'm talking in the world, I'm not talking in the Word of God. They may have been mature in the Word of God. Therefore, let us, as many as are mature, have this mind. What mind? The mind of Christ. And the only way you can have the mind of Christ is you've got to know the Word of God. You can't separate them, guys. You can't. And these people are like, oh, pastor, I'm spiritual. I'm like, oh, everybody is. I'm religious. Everybody is. Are you mature? Do you read the Bible? No, God, God moves me. You're an idiot. Immature at best. Immature at best. God will not move you apart from the Word of God. I just feel like God is telling me to do such and such. Well, a verse says don't do that. Well, God told me to do it. (laughs) You're not mature. You're not mature because now you're arguing against authority. Isn't that what kids do? They argue against their parents. Amen? And when they do that, what do we say? You're not mature. If you argue against Scripture, you're arguing against authority. You're not mature. Therefore, let us, as many as are mature, having this mind, the mind of Christ. And if in anything you think otherwise, God will reveal even this to you. I just pray it sooner than later. Because unfortunately, God's not going to reveal when the wrath happens. Unfortunately. Nevertheless, To the degree that we have already attained, let us walk by the same rule. Let us be of the same mind. Nevertheless, listen, if you're not mature enough to handle all of it, then you walk in what you do know or what you do understand. Nevertheless, you're going to be held accountable for your ability to understand what God's Word says or what God has said. And so if you throw out the Word of God, you're not of the same mind. And if you ignore the word of God, you're not of the same mind. And so Peter says, listen, guys, listen, the wrath of God is coming. I need you prepared. And so it takes max effort. And that's what I want to tell you today. All effort. 
And I love how people are like, I ain't got time to read the Bible, but you got time to watch five hours of Netflix. I don't have time to read a chapter a day, but you got three hours to spend on Facebook. I don't have time to read a verse to encourage me, but you can get on Instagram and watch video after video after video after video. I don't have time to go to church, but you got time to lay in bed for 12 hours instead of eight. I don't have time, and you just go on and on and on, and the bottom line is you want no effort in God, but you want all the blessings, and he doesn't work that way. He doesn't work that way, guys. You want the strength of God, guidance of God, the comfort of God, the wisdom of God, the direction of God, the leading of God. You want all that? Then you better get into the Word of God because that's where you find it. And then when God speaks to you, he'll use a verse and bring it to your remembrance, and you'll be like, okay, I'm going to leave you with this. I was sharing this the other day when my mom died. And I was, it was midnight, man. It was, uh, I remember the moon was shining. Uh, there wasn't a cloud in the sky. And I was struggling. She was in the hospital. And so I just walked out back. This is when I lived in North Carolina. My mom lived in Ohio. And I walked out back and went behind the garage and I just started praying. And I remember I said, God, is my mom going to live? And as clear as I'm speaking to you right now, God said, no. And it kind of like, like, boom, just kind of hit me. And then the next thing I asked, why? Why, God? She was about to turn 55. She was just a, a two, she was two weeks from her birthday turning 55. My dad died at 52. My mom died at 55. So the fact that I'll be 56 this year is like, ooh, thank you, Jesus. But I said, why? And God said this as clear as day. She didn't honor her parents. And I couldn't even argue it. You know, the scriptures say if you don't honor your parents, your days will be, if you honor them, your days will be lengthened, which is an automatic given. If you don't honor them, they're shortened. And God said she never honored her parents. And I couldn't even argue it. Like I couldn't come to her defense and go, but, but God, look, look, she, he, he, I couldn't do it. And you know what God did? God told me what I already knew. He used the scriptures. I already have a verse that says if you honor your parents, your days will be lengthened. And God says she never honored her parents. And I couldn't argue it. And so I had to accept it. And so that night, two weeks before my mother died, I wept her death. Because I knew God meant what he said. And so I wept for my mom that night. So that come the funeral, it was business for me. And I don't mean to sound cold-hearted because I love my mom dearly. You guys know this. But it became business because God's like, I got a job for you to do. 
My mom's funeral was the first funeral I ever preached. I wasn't a pastor at the time. I was, I was still a, a layman. I was just, um, but my church was like, yeah, John, and they showed up, and they, they were really behind me and encouraged me. And so my mom's funeral was the first funeral that I ever preached. Twenty people came to Christ at my mom's funeral. So God used my mom's death, but he honored his word. He honored his word. You want to know God and what God thinks? It's here. It's here. It's, it's, read it. It's glorious. Sometimes I read it and I'm like, mm, God, I don't like that one. You and I will talk. I'll surrender, but mm, I don't like that one. And of course, they ain't going to talk about it when I get to heaven. That's just wishful thinking on the humanity side. Like, or, Lord, mm, mm. Okay, Lord, I'm going to surrender to that verse, but can we talk about it? <laughs> this is a wonderful book. And if you read this, you'll be equipped for what Second Peter's talking about, the coming wrath of Jesus Christ or of God the Father. Well, I hope that that podcast was a blessing to you. And again, if you would, please like, share, subscribe, follow, and uh, tell a friend about it. And until next time, God bless.